Hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Defending the Line podcast. I'm TJ, your host. Um, we made the move to YouTube live from Twitch. Um, basically owned by the same company anyway, so kind of irrelevant. But uh, I think YouTube might work a little bit better for us. So we'll give it a try this episode. If we need to, we'll, we'll drift back and, and use Twitch again. But uh, I feel like YouTube is going to work out fine. We'll make getting the video or episode posted onto YouTube anyway. So that's good. Um, as always, every episode of the podcast is uploaded in video and uploaded in audio. So if you're watching and you're watching live, thank you for being here. If you're watching this video after the fact, also thank you and uh, hope you enjoy it. The audio is going to be uploaded to Anchor and from there it is sent all across the internet to all the different podcast uh, websites and so you'll find it on Apple, iHeartRadio, all sorts of different places. So um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. I had a schedule. It was set up. Um, thank you, Taylor. I see somebody's jumped into chat. So thanks for being here. Um, I had a bunch of stuff and then yesterday happened. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about yesterday, although this is not a political podcast in any shape or fashion or form um, and any variation of the definition. Um, it did involve law enforcement, it did involve first responders, and I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. Um, we're also going to pull up a video if I still have it. I don't know, it might be around here somewhere. This may end up being a little less than an hour. I've been on the computer all day. I had like a five hour training, four or five hour training that I had to be on Zoom for. So I've been on the computer all day, literally from like eight o'clock this morning all the way until almost now. I had about uh, an hour or so away. So I might cut this a little short. Generally speaking, these episodes last about an hour. Um, give or take a few minutes, but it's been pretty much on the dot and we'll try and, uh, we'll try and meet it. We, we might not, we might fall a little short. I have a lot to say about yesterday and again, without trying to get political, um, and of course this podcast is never taken a political stance. We'll never take a political stance. There are some aspects of what happened yesterday that's worth mentioning and, and worth talking about. Um, so we'll do that. Now, last episode, we talked about, uh, we showed the video of the Keller police, what I called the unnecessary use of force. That was the officers that came in contact with the driver. It was a, a traffic stop. Dad pulls up in the vehicle, says, hey, what the hell's going on? They're like, hey, get out of here. Uh, you're blocking the road. And so he drives away. Gets out, approaches on foot. He's on the sidewalk. He's filming. And the officer goes and, and arrests him and then gets in a scuffle. Use of force. And ultimately pepper sprays him at uh, like inches. You know, like two inches from his face. Um, we've talked in this podcast about the good and the bad when it comes to first responder work. And I will never take a complete 100% Pro, and I will never take a complete 100% con approach to first responders. I'm in the middle. I'm trying to be as neutral as I possibly can because while I understand that 
there are some bad people out there in these in these positions, whether it be a police officer, a firefighter, EMS, doctors, you know, all these different professions. Every profession has bad people in it. I think there's a lot of good going on in, in first responder work. And that's why this podcast was created. This is this is what it was created for, is to talk about that stuff. But I would be I would be wrong if I didn't at least show and talk about some of the negative stuff because it is going on. We need to make a point to show it, learn from it, move on from it. Um, you know, obviously, if it's so grievous and criminal that someone needs to be held responsible for it, I will never say that officers should never be responsible for their actions. I tell people on a daily basis, especially if you follow me on Twitter, where I'm always telling people that they lack responsibility for their actions. And so if I can say that about an average citizen, we're going to say that about, um, you know, cops and firefighters, EMS and everybody else. It's just, that's how it's going to be. Now, if you're unfamiliar with my background, because we are in season two, we had 13 episodes in season one. If you're not familiar and you haven't been around that long, this is uh, my experience. I base my, my opinion, my knowledge off of what I experienced in the last 14 years of law enforcement, four years of military before that. And so I have a lot of I would say knowledge. I was in a big city, a major city of over a thousand police officers, um, answering all sorts of calls, going to all sorts of different things. I've got a lot of experience and I've got a lot of thoughts and opinions and, and I see things and I, I can, I can kind of pick out what I'm seeing and explain why I'm seeing what I'm seeing. You know, a lot of people are going online right now and saying, well, it wouldn't be, you know, especially with yesterday. Oh, that wouldn't have happened if other people, other people were protesting. And I, I can tell you, and I will tell you in, in this episode, um, you're right. You're right. And I'm going to tell you why. And, and and I have that opinion. I have that knowledge based on, on my past experiences. So um, that's where I'm coming from. That's where we're going. Uh, last episode, we also showed the canine assault video. Again, uh, you know, some negative stuff everything's not positive and so um the the officer's holding down the dog and he's punching the dog we saw that i didn't like it and so we we discussed the the aspects of that and um yeah i wasn't happy with it so there was that video we also showed the family rescue uh, I don't recall what county that was in, but there was a uh, an officer. He's got his body cam. He's running around this house. There's people everywhere. Like uh, it looked like maybe a firefighter was there, or maybe a volunteer firefighter or something. He had a radio, and he's kind of running around. There's a person down on the ground, and they go into this house, which I say go into. It was more like they went on top of um, the house. Exploded. The roof came down, everything came down and they're digging through the rubble and they pull out a small child and then they pull out another adult kind of on the next portion of the house. And so we showed that video. That was pretty solid and it was solid work by everybody. And you had, like I said, a police officer, you had what maybe was a firefighter. I wasn't quite sure. Um, you had citizens that were jumping in and lifting parts of the house. 
and holding it up so that, you know, they could pull the kid and pull the adult out. And it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. It was good stuff. And so I highly recommend you go back and you watch the previous episode um, because it does show that whole video. If you listen to just the audio or, you, you know, you're just a podcast listener, you'll just have to take my word for it. And, and if you listen to the previous episode, you're going to hear me walk through that video. Um, we also talked about the rise in crime nationwide. Now we're seeing homicide rates up 30, 40, 50, 70, I think 75%, something like that was like the highest percentage increase across the nation. And, and I know that percentages increased here locally for me in Denver, Colorado. Um, the, the level of homicides for December versus last the year before was phenomenally higher. So there are a lot of factors that play into an increase of crime. I can tell you all the protesting and all the just chaos, uh, it, it didn't help. It didn't help all the COVID stuff and forcing people into their homes that didn't help either. And you have a lot of people that are in their homes. They're upset. They want out. They want to go to work. You have some people that are losing their house, losing their cars, losing their everything because they can't afford it. And so people are kind of losing their minds. And I don't blame them. And I, I blame them for killing people, obviously. But I don't blame them for being upset. And so I think that kind of fall played into an overall kind of dramatic year that we've had. Uh, that coupled with the, the protesting, the rioting, and all that craziness that has occurred, um, it really drove people crazy. And not in the like mental health having issue crazy sense. I, that's not what I mean when I say crazy. Crazy, I just mean they, they're going out and assaulting and killing and robbing and doing all that stuff. So uh, we did talk about that. We broke down the Minneapolis shooting, and that was the one where the officers had kind of surrounded a vehicle or, or were attempting to, they were doing a felony stop and the driver kicks it in reverse. He's ramming cars, police cars. He's trying to turn around and he's ramming cars head on and the officer gets out and, and then you hear a pop. You see the glass come out of the vehicle. So it, it was definitely fired from inside the vehicle. You see the window of the driver burst outward the officer ducks, kind of takes cover real quick, pops back up, and everybody's kind of shooting into the car. Now, there was a big kind of chaotic uh, aftermath, like any of these videos and any of these incidents, is that people are, oh, cops killed another person, blah, 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 it's racism, and blah, blah, blah. And so everybody lost their minds. But when you watch the video, it's pretty clear. I mean, this guy did not want to be arrested. He did not want to give up. Supposedly on first contact, he had a gun in his lap and that's how they saw or next to him or somewhere close to him. That's how they saw it. And they backed off and we're going to do a felony stop. And then it turned into this destruction derby. And so what's key though, is watching that video glass. When you shoot glass, it fractures and it turns to dust almost. And I've shot windows out, not a, like on duty, but like a training. And I've seen what the windows look like. And the burst, that burst and kind of like particle dust, shiny, you know, sparkly particle dust goes outwards. It won't go inwards. 
And so if someone had fired into that vehicle, you would not see what you see in that video. And so to me, it was pretty clear. The official report was he fired first. Officers then returned fire. Of course, everybody's protesting and rioting and losing their minds over it, even though it's pretty clear from the video. So uh, we did show that video. That was that was pretty cool. I was going to pull up a video today, just kind of start off with kind of funny thing. Um, I might link it in the description. I didn't pull it up, so we're, we're not we're not watching it. But um, <laughs> I went, I was on Twitter or somewhere. Someone had linked this this YouTube video or uh, news service, which was referring to a YouTube video, and it was a guy who used a drone. And he flew the drone over a police car and then lowered it down and there was a note attached to it. I don't know what the note said, but it said something about, you know, thanking police or whatever. And so the the officer pulls the note off. He's real sketch, like, what the hell is this? And he pulls the note off and then he gives like a thumbs up and the drone flies away. And then the drone comes back and now there's two police cars, one side by side. And um, it's very kind of you know, very police where they park side by side like this window to window and they're talking and here comes the drone comes back in and lowering on the drone is a box of donuts. And so this guy had sent these donuts over and was talking about how this was like very planned. He, he was kind of working up delivering these donuts and it was kind of an exercise to try to make it work. And at first I was like, hilarious. Then I was like, Hmm, that's terrible idea that to me, like if I'm the officer and a drone is just pulled up to me and it's got a bag because it was a box of donuts in a bag. Um, maybe the note said, Hey, I'm about to bring you donuts. And that's how he knew, but this, this bag arrives and I'm uh, me sketch. I'm like, what the hell's that? Is that a bomb? Is that something that's going to hurt me? Like, you know, I'm not thinking this is legit. Okay. And when the note first came, I'm, I'm looking around like I almost would probably drive away and not accept this note hanging from a drone. And so that whole thing was just sketchy. And then I started thinking like, it's funny and cool. Thank you for citizens like that. But then I was like, does it violate any laws? Like I'm breaking all this down in my head and and I'm thinking there has to be some sort of law that says you can't fly a drone over houses and cars and, and, and I think at one point, like into the back parking lot of the police station is where the donuts were delivered. So um, I don't recommend doing stuff like that, but it's funny. It's cute. It's uh, it's cool. It's different. I mean, I don't know of anybody who's ever delivered a note, let alone a follow-up package to a police officer before. Um, but that's that's cool, I guess. So... Uh, I'll give some props to the to the guy who who did that. I think that was kind of a cool move on his part. But um, man, I don't know though. Like, is that is it legal? And I don't know that I forget where this was. Um, I had it I had it jotted down somewhere, but I don't I don't know their laws. I know in Colorado you're not supposed to fly uh, drones over roadways. Not supposed to fly them over uh, houses. You know, if you stick to like a park, that's cool. Um, there's a height require uh, restriction for FAA stuff. And this, this drone gets pretty high and goes from like 
an apartment complex over and it goes over a roadway and it goes into this and it goes over a, a police station. I mean, it's flying around pretty, pretty solid for a couple minutes. Uh, I'm not really sure the legalities on that. So don't quote me on that, but uh, I want to talk about what happened yesterday and I could sit here. We could talk about it for 10 minutes. We could talk about it for 10 hours. Um, what happened yesterday was mayhem. And what I want to do is I want to actually go through the events that occurred picture by picture, video by video, just things I found online, things I, I uh, was able to come across. And I, I think it's important that we cover these things and we look at them. And, you know, obviously from a um, copyright and all that kind of point of view, understand that this is, um, these are videos posted online. I am critiquing them. I am going through them. I am doing basically a news, um, kind of news reporting of these videos and these, and these, um, pictures and, and talking about, you know, why this happened and how this happened and the, um, you know, the stance from first responders and things like that. So understand that if I know the source, I will gladly say this is the source of where this came from. A lot of these end up online and then passed around and passed around, but, uh, you know, still under fair use, we're okay in, in, in showing this stuff. And now I will go into how they got into the building or at least to the building, how they went inside and then some of the events and some of the things that occurred inside, I am going to show part of the shooting that occurred inside, but I won't show all of it. I will discuss um, what happened and how it happened and what my opinion is of that shooting, as well as the whole thing as it transpired all the way through. Now, what we know is obviously the election happened and Trump was not happy with the results. And honestly, if I look at it in a as neutral stand, standpoint as I possibly can, it was a little sketch. I mean, there was some stuff going on and there were some like, like I saw thousands of people that were more like votes that were more than people live there kind of things. And like that's sketchy, but that's if we cleared all that stuff out, would he have won the election? I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. Right. Um, but there was some things going on that was pretty sketch and worth just a, Hey, let's recount. Let's just make sure that's my personal opinion. Um, I, I don't think it would have mattered really if someone was to do something fraudulent and, and go through that whole process and, and really, um, affect the outcome of a national election like that. If they do a recount, is it really going to change things? Probably not. So I kind of followed that stuff and the fact that they went to the courts and all that stuff a little bit because it was just kind of interesting to me. But I pretty much on the election day or next day when they came out with all the numbers, I was like, it's over. Like, that's that's it. Those those are the results. They're going to fight it. There's going to be a back and forth. There's going to be nonsense. It's going to go on for a few weeks. But essentially, it's over. And so Biden will be president. Well, a lot of people don't like that. And a lot of people didn't agree with that. And there were a lot of politicians that were going to fight it uh, down at the Capitol. 
yesterday. And some even as a result of the actions yesterday flipped and said they're no longer going to fight it. Um, but there was there were people that were prepared to to argue. Um, and some still do. But the citizens, the people, were not happy with with what was going on. One could argue and try and say that the president was complacent and he contributed to the events of yesterday by getting everybody riled up. And I never once saw a video, saw a screenshot, saw a tweet, saw whatever come out of the White House that said, I want you guys to start rioting. I want you guys to go break into the Capitol or anywhere for that matter. Um, there was talk during the, um, the debates where Trump came out and said, hey, everybody back off, right? And so we saw that. And we, we saw yesterday these people go down to the Capitol and lose their minds. Now, in 2020, last year, the worst year ever, um, the number I saw online was over 9,000 uh, protests, BLM, Antifa, you know, the opposing protests. A lot of defund the police, a lot of anti-police, a lot of that stuff was going on last year, and there was over 9,000 different protests. I don't know how accurate that is. That was just a news source that said it. Um, that was just the number I used. Now, the thing to keep in mind is 25 people died last year during these 9,000 protests. Only one of those I could find was a, as a result of law enforcement or military. Now, there was one incident that I can remember, and it was a guy who comes out of a store. He's like, boom, 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 fires off a gun kind of, I don't know, up in the air or towards police, whatever. I mean, it was just out, indiscriminate fire. And they returned fire and they hit him. And that was the only one I could remember that that's actually occurring. All the other deaths, the 24, and this news article broke down each death and said that they were all citizen-related. It was a citizen shooting a citizen. And a good number of those were actually Antifa- BLM sided protesters shooting a say Trump protester. And so when people talk about what happened yesterday, and we're going to get into it a little bit more later of, well, um, you know, if one side, if the other side had been protesting, it would have been a bloodbath or whatever. Uh, I disagree. And I disagree because it hadn't been for 9,000 protests. 9,000 protests had come and gone and police or National Guard, I don't know which of the two because they were together at the time, the one incident I can recall, there was somebody shot. Um, we just didn't, we, and I say we, first responders, you know, police, military, all those guys that had guns didn't shoot anybody in 2020 at a protest. Not that I'm aware of. And so... When people are saying, oh, it'd be a bloodbath, I don't think so. Now, so they go down, they do their protesting yesterday, and then uh, everything that I've read in the, in the different videos I've seen, a section breaks off from the march 
to approach the capital. Now this section gets aggravated and they burst through these kind of chain, not a chain, but kind of like a barriers, barricades, and they, they bust through and then they get to the capital. And when they get to the capital, they start breaking out windows and breaking in doors and they get into the actual capital. Now we're gonna watch one of the videos of the people breaking into the barriers to get into the, the capital or towards the capital. So this video, you're going to see the Trump protesters. Uh, I say Trump because they have Trump hats on, but we really don't know who these people are. Just want to pause real quick um, I like to go through the whole the whole video um, and, and let you watch it is a like two minute or a minute minute long video so we're, we're nearing the end of it but the reports online is that the police just stepped aside and let these protesters in um, clearly that is not the case here as you can clearly see by the video um, there was one video I saw where there was like three police, four police, and they're kind of standing in the middle of like an open barricade. The barricade's not even closed, and people are just pouring through, and they just kind of turn around and walk away. Um, now, the reason for that, from a law enforcement perspective, you have three or four officers against an angry mob, and they're coming towards them, and there's hundreds, if not thousands, of these people you are not going to stand there and fight. You are not going to try and be the uh, Leonidas uh, against the million Persians with just your 300 people. It is not going to happen. It, is, it, it will not happen. It will never happen. I've seen a few videos where one lone cop does some crazy nonsense and it's, oh, okay, whatever. But you'll never see the cops, the few little cops, defend against that many people and i'm going to show another video in a little while and it's a lone cop getting pushed through a building by a ton of protesters and i'm telling you they're not going to sit there and hold the line and they're certainly not going to pull out their gun and start shooting everybody they may get one they may get two they may get 14 if their magazine is a high capacity magazine but they're going to start reloading and when they start reloading people are going to rush them and they are going to kill them they're going to beat them to death they're going to take their gun and shoot them they are not going to allow this to occur so when i watch this video i see a couple cops they're starting to freak out they don't know what to do they they start to fight back a little bit as you're going to see here in a second but the other video when i saw all these people rushing towards the three cops I was like, walk away. Just walk away. I, I would. You're not going to fight these people. 
you know, maybe you could stand there and let them walk past you. Uh, that's the best you're going to get. But you're not going to fight these people. And so I thought it was interesting to see a different perspective of this. And I'm going to swap back over and we're going to we're going to finish up this video. So we're pushing on the barricades. Pushing cops back. We got an assault in progress. Got one cop fighting back. It's over. It's over. They're already over the fence. They're already moving in. Now, I did like the fact that um, if we back up just a little bit, we have the fence goes down. I'm going to just go in reverse here. The fence goes down. As soon as it goes down, it puts this female officer onto the ground. Now, big tough guy here with his hat backwards turned around and wanted to fist fight the police officer. Actually, is one of the first to run around the barricade to go help her get up and, and help her and realize, oh, this is bad. This idiot in the middle is physically fighting and assaulting the officer and ends up getting pummeled. And they try to pull him back over the, the gate as we saw in the video. But this was not, this was not a let's open the gate and let these people in. This was chaos. This was um, assaults. This was, and you're gonna see more of it here in a little bit. This was absolute chaos. So there was talk online that there was going to be infiltrators and things like that. Do I think that 100% of these people were Trump, say, supporters or, or you know, pro-cops or whatever? No, I think there's probably some mixed in. And we're starting to see some reports come down and come across that the uh, there were BLM people that have gotten arrested before at BLM protests for rioting that showed up and made it into this Capitol. And so I have to say, based on everything that I'm seeing, is there's probably a mix of people. This is not just one-sided, right, far-right, extremists, whatever you want to call uh, a Trump side or pro-Trump or whatever, whatever kind of title or, or description you want to put on these people, I don't think it was all one group of people. Um, but we're going to see here in a little bit that some of those people made it inside and did some, some dirty, and, and I just don't agree with it. Now, of note is the fact that Antifa had put out some pamphlets in the past and said, wear MAGA hats, flags, 13% uh, are insignias, turn your hat around so that the uh, other Antifa could know that you're the Antifa and start, you know, doing stuff that the police can't tell one thing from another. These are propaganda. This is stuff that has come out where Antifa has encouraged that. And so if they're doing it before, I would imagine they would be more than happy to do it now. I think we probably saw some of that stuff. There's another little clip, a little uh, image. Uh, it says, I spoke with my Antifa operative in Portland. They said, 
uh, the ones going to DC are going to wear camouflage, cutoffs, Trump paraphernalia, blend in, but turning their hats backwards for identification. Now, at one point, big tough guy uh, took his jacket off and turned his hat backwards. And I think that is just, oh, I want to be big tough guy. Come on, fight me. Um, I don't think he turned his hat around because he's Antifa, but I don't know, maybe. Um, so I believe that stuff very well could have occurred. I think we're probably going to get a lot more video footage coming out and you're going to start seeing that it wasn't just a one-sided thing. Um, do I think that the majority were probably one-sided? Sure. I think there was probably a mix in there somewhere of, of different people, but I think the majority were probably, yes, that pro-Trump, that right wing, whatever you want to call it, whatever that title is you use, that crowd. Um, I think it was not an Antifa BLM protest like we see, and we know those. They are loud, they are proud, they are fists in the air, they are, you know, gas masked and everything else. There were some people, and even in this video, you see this knucklehead in what looks like German camouflage. I think it's called like Flecktarn or something, uh, pattern. It's like this German camouflage with a helmet on. And yes, we've seen some, um, you know, pro-Trump people, the Proud Boys or whatever they call them nowadays, wearing camouflage and wearing vests and helmets and gas masks and things like that. But that's generally like an Antifa kind of thing that you're seeing. And so do I think, again, that this is one-sided? No. Do I think there was a mix? Absolutely. And if you can't see that and at least think that that's a possibility based on the information that's coming out, then you're just a one-sided thinker. And I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, I try to look at things from every possible angle and try to go, you know, all out with the information that I'm given. I just, I don't um, just assume and take take one, one side for it. So we have this propaganda. They break through the fence. They go up to the building. They start breaking out windows. Now there is a video and I don't have it. Um, I just saw it too late and I just didn't download it or, or link to it or whatever and get it uh, hooked up with, with this software that I'm using to stream. But um, there is a guy who's hitting a window with like a bat or like a small bat. And as he's breaking the window to the Capitol, a bunch of people grab him and throw him down. Uh, I, I think there's only a few real good agitators in this in this bunch that really caused the damage. I think just a lot of people wanted to be loud and annoying. And so I would not label the entire protest, everybody as terrorists, as criminals or anything like that. Um, but obviously there were those people there. And so once they get up there, they break windows, they break doors, they get inside. Um, there's a pretty kind of funny video, uh, photo. I'll show that real quick. Um, to me, it, it, it looks like uh, like the 360 no scope on a video game. You got this this officer who just, without even looking, just boom and sprays without even looking and hits this dude like right in the face. That's pretty impressive. Um, but this guy is coming in through the window, coming into the Capitol, and he nails him pretty good. And so I, I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, this people are kind of touting this guy as kind of a, you know, Hey, good job. But, um, that's pretty impressive. This is where the problem started. Okay. So it, it's fine. You get the, the protesters up there. They're making loud noises. Once you start breaking stuff, this is no longer a protest. 
I've said it before, I'll say it again, um, this is a riot. This is criminal behavior. This is not okay. Once you start causing damage, um, any sort of destruction, whether it be spray painting or broken windows or whatever it is, this is criminal behavior. You are no longer a peaceful protest and you are no longer in a lawful protest. We are allowed to have a peaceful protest, a peaceful assembly in this country. And if you're breaking windows and you're entering a federal building um, against the rules, against permission and things like that, we call that trespass. If you get inside and you do something else, it's called burglary, at least in the state of Colorado. And so <clears throat> these people were doing criminal behavior. I will not say BLM and Tifa attacking a federal courthouse, attacking a police department, breaking in, lighting it on fire, or terroristic criminal behavior, and then not say that to what's happening here. Okay? This is terroristic criminal behavior. This is bad stuff. And we're going to see a little bit more here. I'm going to go ahead and advance this video, and you're going to see some of that stuff that occurred inside. Now here's the loan officer. I talked about this earlier. I'm just gonna pause it just real quick. I hate to pause in the middle of the video and my wife yelled at me last time because I, I was pausing videos and talking in the middle of it. So I'm gonna let it play out. But I just wanna, I wanna bring up why this video is being shown and where this came from. These are people that gained access to the lobby, gained access to the building. They're coming in, he is by himself, clearly he is armed but he can't do much of anything. I have no idea why, but his baton is like behind him. He's going to pick it up here in a second. And then he's going to run. He's going to run up the stairs and he's going to get on the radio and say, guys, I need help. And he's going to lead these people into almost like an ambush because then there's like a bunch of cops together. Um, and this, this, I'm not sure if this is the short video. There's a longer version where he leads them into that ambush, but um, I'm going to continue this. Just watch it. This is one guy against hundreds possibly. Potentially, we don't know how many people are through that door, but that door was pretty thick. So that's the end of the video. He's yelling on his radio, second floor, I'm coming. You know, he's letting them know he's coming up, that they're getting gaining access. Now there's talk of, oh, this is a, a fake video. And I mean, look at the beginning of this video. He's got his hand on his gun. He's ready to go. He doesn't know what to do. This is, this is a, an officer that is freaking out. He is probably never in his life, officer, I say officer, but he could be a security guard, he could be an agent, I have no idea who this is, but this is a person that has probably never dealt with a bunch of people coming into a building they're not supposed to be in. This is a federal building that it's just, it's not thought of, it's not, it's not possible, it shouldn't occur. And when I looked it up online, I couldn't find, uh, I guess there was one incident uh, back in the 60s where the Black Panthers gained access to the Capitol with guns, I might add. They weren't shot and killed. Um, but there there wasn't, I 
I couldn't find an incident where people mass rushed and came into the Capitol before. Um, short of like the first years that the Capitol was built, like something like this, probably they, they don't cover this in training. They don't cover this in, in policing for, for these guys. And he's all by himself. He's in this hallway. He doesn't know what to do. He's running. He's gone. Just like the people outside when they're overwhelmed, they're gone. Now, when we look at Portland and we look at Seattle and we look at all these places, you've got a line of cops all set up shields, helmets, batons, you know, all these different things. They've got pepper balls of 40s and all these things. This is what these officers were dealing with yesterday. No helmet, no backup, no nothing, solo cops, two cops together, three cops together, five together, whatever it is. You're not talking a line of cops. So when we say, well, they just let these people in or how could they gain access when cops are beating the crap out of people during the last 9,000 protests. And that's because these are solo people that gave up. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them. I can't say, dude, stand your ground and fight it because he would die. This officer right here would have died if he had started fighting in this little hallway, if he had started shooting in this little hallway. People were saying like, why didn't he shoot or whatever? He would get one, two, three rounds off and be rushed they would take his gun away from him. They would kill him. They would hurt him. They would do all sorts of things to him. Dude, all you can do is retreat. I'm not a big retreat person. I was in the Marine Corps, and we always said we never retreat. We just attack from a different direction. Um, <laughs> he is not attacking from any other direction. He has got to go. And so he ran up the stairs. And like I said, this is the short version of the video. The longer version is he goes up to the next flight and then into another kind of atrium thing. And there's like a line of probably 10 cops in there ready to go. And, and he runs into the line and they hold everybody right there. So that was interesting to me to watch. Seeing and hearing all this nonsense about, uh, you know, oh, the cops just let these people. And, and, and there's another video I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show real quick. Um, this is a video that, that shows. I just got to show it. Just watch it. I don't know what the hell a calf is. Um, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. If he's trying to say a cab, I don't know, but whatever. So here's this cop. It says police. This is United States Capitol Police on it, posing for a selfie with people that it looks like it's at the front door. Okay. You see the flags, you see the, the light in the background. Now, people are losing their minds over this video. And look, if you're a cop and you're in any sort of protest or whatever, your job is not to take selfies with, with people. Your job is not to kneel. Your job is not to make any statements, political statements, support, go any side with, with these people whatsoever. But when I watch this video, I, I note that this isn't an attack. You know, these people are just standing there and hanging out. I mean, look at this. You can see the light, daylight outside. It looks like it's at the front doors. Now, what I had heard was at one point, the, the police inside were allowing protesters in the front door to walk around in the areas that were, were fenced off with the kind of velvet ropes. You know, they weren't allowed to go over the velvet ropes, but they could come in there. And I, I just I have to assume 
that this is kind of around that time, or maybe this is after all that's said and done, but this video, people lost their minds because of this moment right here. Um, don't do that. Law enforcement, don't do that. Don't take selfies. Don't, you know, do these things. And I, I've had people come up like, hey, can I take your photo? Can I take a photo with you? And, you know, community police and stuff, that's good. At a protest, at a gathering, at a riot, at a whatever, probably not okay. So a lot of people are upset by that, by that video. And, and I'm a little annoyed by it as well. So we showed how the people were getting inside. They get inside. We're seeing stuff like this, the, the barricade of the door. Now you've got the agents on the floor. They've got their guns out. Um, we'll zoom in a little bit here. Agents holding the door with their guns. Freaking guy on the far left has his figure on, finger on the bang switch. Uh, I didn't like that. <laughs> and the guy on the right's got his baton. These look like agents, maybe Secret Service. I don't know. Um, there are a lot of politicians there, so I imagine there's some Secret Service involved. I'm not sure who white shirt and blue shirt guys are. This lady down at the bottom in the middle is a police officer, so is the one behind. There's a pretty cool photo of her just looking like she's about had it with this nonsense day. Um, but there is there is this. And then there's the opposing view from the protester that shows these officers in there and he's got his finger off the bang switch in this, in this photo, but clearly he, uh, he had it on earlier. At least that's what it looked like. Um, this is, this is clearly before because the other officer doesn't even have his gun up or maybe this is after. So <clears throat> now while all this is going on, we've got all of our politicians on the floor and there are a lot of these photographs you can find online of just people hiding. You've got a, the female kind of down, in the middle there with her face just buried in the floor. I like this old guy in the back on the right corner, though. Um, he's just like, ah, this is kind of like another day. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what this is. This is just vacation for me. But, uh, you know, he's just having a good day. You got these two knuckleheads on the left that are filming. Look, if you're politicians, don't film the breaching of the Capitol and the riot situation that's going on. That's asinine too. Um, but we had that stuff going on. And so all these people get in, uh, they're starting to force their way in. There's some more videos. We're going to pull up a couple of those, swap ourselves over, take a look at these. So we have, uh, and I labeled this assault, because we have these guys actively fighting law enforcement. You know, look at look at uh, Santa Santa Hat guy in the middle there. He's ready for his ski trip. He comes in, starts swinging, goes down, and they just pummel him. This is not the "come on in, guys" reception that people seem to think occurred at this Capitol. These are police officers fighting for their lives, fighting for their building, um, getting into physical confrontations. You can even see a, what looks like this guy in the middle with a rifle, something, some big, big weapon. I don't know what that is. It could even be a 40 millimeter launcher, but these people aren't messing around. And these people that are gaining access to the building are not 
happy-go-lucky people. Look at this. F the pigs. Did you hear it? F the pigs, he said. These are not your, your normal protesters from this kind of side, this, uh, this realm of, of protests. We didn't see, when you look at all these kind of pro-Trump protests, you didn't see this type of, of activity of fighting cops, assaulting cops, F the police, all this stuff. You saw them just wave and walk away. You, they had armed marches where thousands upon thousands of people came down with guns. And the only thing that occurred was they shot themselves. You know, you look at that one group that went to the park and the city park and ended up shooting like one or two of their buddies by accident. And all that stuff occurred and you didn't see police getting in confrontations with them because that just didn't happen. Now, something is different about this incident. It is definitely more aggressive. It is definitely more angry. F the police, all this stuff. You got at one point, the officer on the, on the left side gets something thrown at him or pepper sprayed like a foam or something. Um, I don't know what it was, but this is what occurred yesterday. You know, you watch this video and then you go to this video. People yep, yep. On it. reaching in. We'll play one more time. So they breach inside, they get the fire extinguishers, and they're spraying chemicals all over the place. And I don't know about you, but uh, getting fire extinguisher dust or powder or whatever in your eyes and in your face and in your mouth is gross. I have been there, done that. Um, it, I had one explode in my police car one time and it went all over the damn place and it's just gross. So we had all this stuff happen. This is not happy-go-lucky people, okay? So what happens is people start gaining access. They start getting in. Um, at one point, they get into the chamber and we're going to show, let's see, this video here. They're getting into the chamber. They're getting into places they're not supposed to be. This clown goes all the way up to the, the podium, all the way up to the front. And it looks like he's ordering some Domino's pizza or something. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Now, what surprised me about this photo is the fist in the air. That's not like a common theme for Trump people to raise their fist in the air. But we know that there's a, a logo for an organization that has a fist in the air. So that was a little strange for me. Um, but these people are getting in. They're, they're gaining access to areas they're not supposed to. These people are getting in and they're tearing down. This is the, the description I got for this, this photograph is they're tearing down American flags and replacing them with Trump flags. And I'm telling you right now that this is desecration of, of our capital, of our capital building. You are taking down flags and you're replacing them. I don't know what they did with the flags. I can guarantee they probably didn't fold them up nicely and do you know the proper removal of a flag, nor should they be touching the flags anyway. This is the Capitol building, and you shouldn't be doing this. So <clears throat> they're gaining access. They're getting into areas that they're not supposed to. At one point in a video and there's going to be two clips of this, one angle and then another angle of the shooting that occurred. 
Um, I've got some things to say about this video. I'm gonna play it, just take a watch and see what you think. Now they say, it sounded like a gunshot. Yeah, because it was a gunshot. And then somebody goes, oh no, it, it was a flashbang. It was a flashbang, it was fine. Um, what you see at the end of that video, and I'm not gonna show any more, um, for various reasons, especially uh, YouTube policies, but also because it's just kind of uh, not the right thing to do is to show somebody that just got shot and is on their way out because that person ultimately dies. Um, what occurred in this video, and you don't get to see it, like I said, but the lady goes down. She's kind of like sitting there like dazed out or all dying. And then people are rendering aid to her. And these are these people are police. And what you don't see in this angle, and you'll see in the next angle, is there's some police behind where she was coming up the stairs. And these guys render aid. Now, there was talk of, well, they didn't help her, and they didn't do that. They absolutely did. And they told people to get back, and they put gauze on her, and they're trying to find the gunshot wound. Um, somebody had sent me a private message on Twitter and said, have you ever heard of a cop pointing a gun at another cop? And you may see that in the second clip. You definitely see that in this one that we're not showing, but the officers come up the stairs and the lead one's got a rifle and he points it towards the, the officer that shot and he gives him a thumbs up to say, Hey, we're here. We're okay. Um, don't shoot again. But uh, I think there was so much confusion going on in this building. that I don't think anybody knew who was who or where they were. Now, this next clip, like I said, is, is an interesting angle. I'm going to do the thing my wife hates, and I'm going to pause it just because i got to set up the scene a little bit. But you have a long hallway. You have what looks like an agent, somebody in a, in a suit. Okay, it could be a security guard, and that's part of their whatever. They're on the left-hand side. The gun is up. This is a broken window, and there's... It's obviously barricaded with chairs and all sorts of things. The video is going to pan to the right and it's gonna show the female climbing in through the window. And as she climbs in through the window, that's where she takes a round. So this officer steps out, I'm gonna back it up right here. He steps out, takes a shot, sends her back through the window. I don't know the layout of this building. I don't know what we're looking at. I see a hallway. I see somebody that's posted up holding the line with their gun out. I don't know what was said. I don't know if somebody said, if you come through that window, I'm going to shoot you. I don't know if standing right behind him are politicians. I don't know who these people are. Okay. I don't know who the people are behind him. There's a couple of people running around. I don't know if these are offices. I don't know what's over here, okay? But I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm not going to tell you to do this, and I'm not going to challenge you to do this, but if you go to the White House and you jump the fence, or let's say you push it down like the people did at the Capitol, and you go across the lawn, and you get to the doors, that's not going to happen, but you get to the doors of the White House, and you break the window of the, of the White House, and you climb into the Oval Office 
or somewhere you're not supposed to be. And you go inside and you are confronted by Secret Service. There is going to be one outcome if you continue to go forward into that building. They are going to kill you. They are going to shoot you. I said before, you wouldn't make it that far because if they didn't send a dog after you or cops out on the lawn, there are snipers up on top of the roof. They will kill you before you get into this building. Now that's the White House. If you do it to the Pentagon and you try to force your way into the Pentagon, you go through the front, like go through the gate somehow, you get into the front, you break the window, you climb into the window. As soon as you set foot inside the Pentagon, they will kill you. Soldiers will kill you because they have guards. There are a number of buildings that you try to gain access to. They will kill you. I don't know what's in this building where this video is recorded, but I can tell you that if, say, Nancy Pelosi or some sort of high-ranking politician or whatever is behind this guy, or he is the final line of defense for these people so that they don't get beaten and, and dragged out because who knows what these protesters are in there for. They don't know. Cops don't know. This may be that last line, and they may say, they may have said, you come in here, you will get shot. She climbed through that window and she was shot. Now, this is a Navy or Air Force veteran. She uh, had four deployments. I, I, I haven't verified this information. I'm just going off of what the news said. Um, this is someone that has served in the military and gone overseas and went to a combat zone and multiple times and things like that. Clearly, this was a mistake. This was a mistake on her part to gain access to the outside of a building gain access into the inside of a building, gain access into the interior, deep interior of the building, and move or advance or go towards some sort of agent or security or whatever he is. And ultimately, it led to her getting shot and then ultimately dying. I've said it with all the other protests. Somebody goes in, let's say, trying to get into the police department and they fire a 40 millimeter launcher at them and then they're on the news like, whoa, I got hit in the eye, I got hit in the throat, I got hit in the chest, look at all these bruises. And I was like, you did dumb crap and you got, you got hurt. This veteran and all the people behind her should not have been there. This country, while founded on a revolution founded on violence to dispel a ruler that no one wanted anymore. While that occurred, they instilled a democracy. They instilled a system. That system says that I don't like what's happening. I can fight it here as how. That system does not include breaking windows at the Capitol, gaining access to areas you're not supposed to and assaulting law enforcement. That is not what democracy is all about. That is not what a, civ a civilization is about. That is what you see in some of these like third world countries, worse than third world countries where there's warlords and all sorts of things going on. 
where they don't like the people that are in an embassy or they don't like what's going on and they just bust in there and try to kill everybody. That's this kind of behavior. I'm not saying to that extent, but this type of violent behavior, this is not protesting. This is, this is clear-cut rioting, trespass, burglary, whatever, felony, felonious activity, plain and simple. I don't know what her thought process was, this, this veteran. And I thank her for her service. I was a veteran. I am a veteran myself. I was in the military myself. I did deploy overseas. I went to Iraq and everywhere else. Pretty much where everywhere else. There's 13 different countries I went to. And I feel for her. And I feel for, for her family and things like that. But she, she made an error. And I think this cop... Or, or agent or whatever he is, I don't know if he made an error as well. Maybe he was told, you are the last line of defense. You will shoot anybody that comes in through that door. And he knew, I am the only thing standing in the way between a mob getting a hold of the politicians. Because really, what's going to happen? If these people get in and they get a hold of these politicians, what are they going to do? They're not just going to, oh, I hate you. You know, we already saw they assaulted police, they, they police with weapons, with batons, with pepper spray, uh, rifles, whatever giant cannon that guy was carrying downstairs. They, they did all these things to the law enforcement. What are they going to do to the politicians? They're not going to shake their hands and say, you need to do better. Something bad is going to happen. And it may not be the whole group. It may be one or two. That are going to run up and start assaulting or choking or stabbing or whatever. Nothing good was going to come from getting inside this building. And nothing good was going to come from breaching this doorway that she did. I don't know what she was thinking. Is the response of the law enforcement officer correct? I don't know. She is unarmed. She's gaining access to somewhere she's not supposed to be. Clearly, he's already posted up. He's got a gun out. Some form some line is being formed right here is this an area that is supposed to be defended with lethal force like you would see at say the white house or the pentagon or some of these some of these places maybe 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 that's the rule you breach this hallway that's lethal force i don't know i don't know what their policies are but i can tell you that nothing good came from this person going through the window nothing good came from this officer pulling that trigger unfortunate that it occurred I, I don't know how to change that i don't know how to make it better it, it happened and it, we're never going back so people are getting access this is occurring what really pissed me off what really made me angry is what started happening after or around this maybe around the same time as this this shooting but you have these people coming in i'm trying to keep this kind of chronological order so it makes sense but you have people like this complete asshole, this disgusting human being coming into the Capitol with the Confederate flag. Now, I think, unlike Germany, for example, that the Confederate flag does have a place. I think in a museum, I think in a educational setting, Yes, here's the Confederate flag. These guys were the South. These guys were the, you know, whatever. And then the Union. Like you're trying to teach some people something. That's okay. 
I think in a museum setting, you've got it hanging up, there's a story about it, whatever, that's fine. Never in the history of this country is what I heard has a Confederate flag ever been brought into the Capitol. Period. And this ass clown with his Carhartt jacket and his stupid ass flag walked in there and changed the course of history. It's people like this that made me very angry about what was going on. Really angry about what was going on yesterday. And eventually I had to, tune, I had to turn it off and, and, and stop looking because it was making me really mad. And then you have people like this. You have this ass clown with his Viking tattoos. He's got a, a, a Vulcan tattoo up here. He's got what looks like Thor's hammer tattooed on his body. He's got some brick tattoos. I don't even know what the hell that nonsense is. With his stupid fur and his stupid horns and his stupid ass face. Okay. And he, they, he goes in with all these other clowns, which, by the way, in this video or in this photo, if you look at the guy to the right of our freaking clown, is another clown who... As of like an hour ago, or an hour before the, the, the podcast started, was fired from his job. And why he was fired from his job is his stupid ass, if you look at it, really close. And you can't see it on this photo, but it, other photos of this guy. You can see there is a lanyard around his neck. And the lanyard has the business that he works for. It is his work ID around his neck. And stupid ass is breaching the Capitol with his stupid flag, his stupid face, running around doing all this stupid nonsense. And they saw it. They saw the photo. He has his ID. They were able to, people, citizens, I imagine, brought this to the attention of his employer. And his employer fired him as of about an hour before this podcast started. And so this guy's an idiot. Now, to the left, I've heard that this is a BLM slash Antifa activist. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying that's what the story is going around online is that that guy, that's what he's doing. And so you have all these clowns in the Capitol doing clown behavior. You got this asshole who is standing on the Gerald Ford statue, put a Trump hat on him, and a stupid flag in his hands or tucked in his arm. This is ass behavior. This is not proper protesting. This is not a peaceful protest. Like, I'm going to tell you some things. I'm going to say this is why I don't like it. We are going to sign petitions. We are going to uh, lobby. We are going to do all this stuff. They have gained, illegally gained access to a building, and they are doing stupid crap, stupid nonsense like this. You are a moron with your stupid hat and your stupid gray sweatshirt hoodie with your stupid black gloves. You are a moron. Okay. I, I'm, and then you have this complete asshole. While it is kind of funny just to see someone get into an office and throw their feet up and be like, whatever this asshole goes into this building gains access to the offices. And I'd heard this was uh, Nancy Pelosi's office, but I don't know for sure. 
Um, that's just what, what people were saying is this guy's threw, threw his feet up. I don't know where the flag came from, if that's his or he took it down or whatever. It is just laying there, which is not cool to do with an American flag anyway. But you have this freaking clown who looks like he climbed out of the backwoods of somewhere. And this is not what we're about. This is not what America is about. And man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do with these people. You have this freaking clown. Dude, you are a freaking moron. He's holding this, this podium and it says the speaker on there and representatives, House of Representatives. Uh, after this occurred, I saw that the podium was for sale on eBay and it had like 77000 or $99,000 bids on it or whatever. It ended up being taken down by, by eBay, I think. But this freaking ass clown who they've now identified they identified the last guy. They identified the guys before that. The guy with the freaking stupid fur thing with the horns. They've identified him. He's an avid protester and he goes to a lot of protests. So they've identified all these people. He's going to be in a lot of trouble. Whether he stole it, walked out of the building. I can't imagine he got out of the building, but it's possible. Um, he is in for a lot of pain. They are going to come down on him for taking that and moving it and, and, and potentially causing any damage. If it shows up with even a scratch on it, you are screwed. You are absolutely screwed and you're a freaking moron anyway. So all this stuff is going on. Complete chaos. We have a couple more videos I'm going to show. Uh, let's go through this one here. It says the shooting. We're going to pop the next one. This is the FBI moving in. This is... I'm trying to get a good shot of them. This is a no-joke force right here. You, you, you done fucked up. Okay? You done fucked up. Because you caused all this chaos in here. You, you've done all this stuff. The big boys are here. Okay? And they're upset. And they will use whatever force absolutely necessary to get your sorry ass out of the building. And ultimately, I think I saw something like 68 people were arrested as a result of this incident. They're not messing around. They are going to wreck you and they are going to, uh, to, to do everything they have to do. The security guard that you got past, good job, buddy. You got past the lone security guard who's freaking out and wanted to go home alive. And now they've called in the FBI. This is what I was told is this, these are FBI SWAT team, which is HRT or whatever they're called now. Um, but that's supposedly who these guys are. You done screwed up. Got a big bruise on my leg. I had a... Now, this video is interesting. And I don't know who this guy is. He could be full of absolute garbage. He could be lying through his teeth and we are going well over the hour that I said. And I told you we could talk about all this stuff for at least five hours. And I'm going to try to end this here soon. But um, this guy, this is one of the most interesting videos to come out of all of yesterday. I have no idea who he is. They are going to identify him really quick and verify this story. But, but listen to what he says. Listen to what he says. This is interesting. Difficult time. Pulling off the act 
that I was paid to do. And uh, I'm making this video because I want to confess that I was paid to pretend to protest today. I can't say by who, but I will just say that it's a organized effort. Wait a second. So what you're telling me is this guy was paid to protest and to be uh, gaining access or going to the Capitol. And he doesn't go into all the detail of what he did. I think he's probably worried. You know, what do I say? What can I say? How do I not get myself into trouble? Um, there is now a dead female uh, as a result of this. Do What do I want to say and, and how do I go about it? But um, And then clearly he says, I don't want to talk about who who this was that paid me, but he said it was an organized effort. Is this true? I have no idea. I wasn't there. This is just food for thought stuff. This is just stuff to think about because everybody was saying, oh, it is just, um, it is just Trump protesters that are going in and it is just this is just it nothing is just what it seems so keep that in mind now i'm going to bring us back to this video and i'm going to hopefully pull up the next one so batman has arrived <laughs> batman arrived and he fixed everything he was like you can't do this this is terrible. Swear to me. And he told everybody to get the hell out of there and they left. Okay? That's what he did. He made sure that this nonsense stopped. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty hilarious. Batman shows up <laughs> to the protest and he says get lost. So the, the smoke is, is still not quite cleared. Things are still going on. The president speaks up. I know your pain. I know your hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. So the president comes out and he says, you need to go home. You need to stop what you're doing. Um, this video was released on social media and immediately, uh, and I may get banned as a result of playing this video. I don't know, but um, Twitter, Facebook, all tore this video down. Now, this is a 60, 70 second video, give or take. About 10 seconds of that is, oh, they stole the election, which is just a, a constant rehash complaint. That was his big complaint. 
Um, so I, I'm not big on that portion of it. I'm also not big on the fact that he says, I love you. Uh, we love you. No, I don't love the people that broke into the Capitol. And I think anybody in their right mind probably also did not appreciate the people breaking into the Capitol. And so I think there were a couple of little things in that, in that video that were not very well done. But he's telling people, asking for calm and telling them to go home. And they deleted it. They got rid of it. And then they banned him as a result on Twitter and Facebook. And it was supposed to be a temporary 12-hour ban. And they now made it a permanent ban where he is not allowed back on until after the inauguration of Biden and Harris. So I see a big problem with that. Free speech is never free. And it is a social media platform that is essentially private property for those uh, owners, developers, whatever you want to call it, that run the social media platform. And they can tell you what you can and can't say on it. But I thought that the call for calm, while it's still going on, this, they're still inside the Capitol, and he's posting this. And I even saw like a um, another YouTuber or whatever was doing a, a video where he shows part of this video and then shows the protest live where they're all still in front and people are like like looking at their phones and then they turn around and walk away. Now, I don't know if they were watching this video, but that was kind of the impression that we were given um, from that from that stream, from that uh, YouTuber. And <clears throat> I think it could have helped. But he was banned and, and there was this kind of censorship put on it. I just don't agree with that move. I could be censored at any point in time. I could be shut down. It's just they're allowed to do it. They're capable of doing it, and, and they can do it. And so, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I think yesterday was a complete cluster. Um, the big argument right now is this. This was supposedly a photo of the Capitol with a National Guard out in lines during a BLM protest. Now, they say, oh, well, this happened when BLM protested, but, oh, that didn't happen when, uh, when the Trump people protested yesterday. And you're right. You're absolutely right. When at the start of this podcast, I said I will explain, and I agree with you, that if BLM had gone down to the, to the Capitol, it would have been different. You're right. And it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with black or white it has nothing to do with pro-police, anti-police. What it has to do with is his historical context. BLM, Antifa, all these protests lead to blocking roadways, destruction, looting. And I'm not saying every single one of these protests. There's been a lot of very peaceful protests by BLM. There have been a lot, I said, over 9,000 protests in 2020. And some of those we never saw because they were just so peaceful and nobody cared. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, spicy enough for the news. So yeah, historically speaking, though, we saw a lot of violence. We saw a lot of clashing with police. We saw a lot of pepper balls and 40s and gas and all sorts of stuff going on because that's historically what has occurred. And each time that they show up, there is a strong police presence because they know last time it turned into chaos. Now, the Trump people or the right or whatever you want to call these people, um, 
they show up with rifles in the middle of the city and they walk home and there's not a single shot fired. There was no fighting. There was no chaos. There was no uh, looting. There was no destruction. There was no burning down buildings. There was no, there were no assaults. Historically speaking, these people hadn't done anything like this. So when the police knew that this protest was occurring, they just didn't have, they weren't prepared. They didn't have enough officers. They didn't have the elements in place. They didn't have, you know, gates up and fences. And now they've put up fences. There is a big giant fence around the Capitol now. That's kind of reminiscent of the Portland Federal Courthouse. Now you look at Portland, and Portland has been plagued with almost daily Antifa, BLM, rioting, full-on destruction, Molotov cocktails being thrown at the courthouse, trying to light it on fire, graffiti, just destruction, broken windows. Historically speaking, that is what will happen when those people show up. That has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with with uh, differing opinions, pro-cop, anti-cop, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, whatever. It has nothing to do with any of that. It is historically speaking. If a 12, 1200, let's say, uh, 60, 70, 80-year-old grandmas said, we're going to go down to the Capitol and we're going to protest with a sheet of cookies. And they said, we're going to go down there. Do you think that the police would send out a SWAT team and cancel days off and pull in people on overtime, send armored cars, send, you know, uh, 40s and, and gas canisters. No, because historically speaking, we're not seeing a trend of 60, 70, 80-year-old grandmas that are tearing down buildings and, and lighting things on fire and torching police cars and doing all these things. Kamala Harris and Biden and all these people said this this wouldn't have occurred, uh, you know, the way it did if it was a BLM protest and everybody would have been shot, everybody would be killed and there'd be violence and whatever. There would be violence. You're right. Because historically speaking, that's what it has occurred is you get one side of the, the protesters that get loud, that get violent and start pushing and testing boundaries and doing these things with law enforcement, law enforcement is pushing back. Then they deem it, so they say, okay, this is no longer a peaceful protest. You need to go. And they're like, a few cops and a cab and at the police. And then they start throwing gas and then they start shooting pepper balls. And then they start doing these things. Historically speaking, that's what always occurs. Not always, but most times. That's what we're seeing on the news. That's what we're seeing on social media. That's what we're seeing happening. So these guys were ill-prepared. And so the chief, uh, the police chief for the Capitol Police has come out and said, as of January 16th, I resign. And he says he's going to leave. Dude, I cannot blame you. Get the hell out. I would get out tomorrow. Take, if you're retiring, take it and go. Do not stick around because you are going to get held on top of the coals lit on fire and they are not going to let up to the day you leave i would be out if i was an officer that worked at the capitol and the, and the police department there i would be out i want nothing to do with what occurred yesterday and to continue to be there with what what i can't even imagine the amount of craziness that's going to come down from the politicians that were there 
that are pissed off, upset with the fact that they were endangered, blah, 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 and everything was desecrated and, and, and things were happening in this building that should have been happening. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. I would be out. See you later, guys. I'm going to somewhere, Texas. I'm going to North Dakota. I'm going to go to Montana and hide in some freaking farm somewhere. You know, I'm going to have some horses in a field and disappear. That would be me. So do I think this could have been different? Absolutely. This would, They're correct, 100% correct. I don't agree with Harris, and I don't agree with Biden too often. I don't agree with Trump either. I've already said it. I think they're all a bunch of morons. I think we need to wipe the slate clean. I think we need to tell all these politicians, you need to go home, and we need to just find some new people. Some real people, real citizens, middle-class people to step up and say, I want to represent my people that I've been living with, that I've been experiencing this stuff with, that I've got the heartache, I've lost my job, and I've, you know, uh, I, my family members got COVID and this and that, all these things that the upper class, these these important people don't experience. I think these middle class people that are forced in their homes and told they're not allowed to go out and then they go to the news and they watch a mayor jump on a plane, go to a different state to go have Thanksgiving or uh, they look at a, a representative go to a hair salon without a mask on in the middle of a pandemic. I think these people need to go. All of them. President on down. Get rid of all of them. I, I'm not saying criminally. I'm not saying take them out back or whatever. I'm just saying tell them they need to go home. Let's get some new people. Let's do some new elections. Let's get some new people in there. I just, I think, I think it's complete nonsense. This is a country that is hurting. It's, it's seeing probably short of maybe the kind of uh, 60s time frame that Vietnam, that um, uh, racial injustice kind of time period. I, I think aside from that, this is the darkest days that this country has seen in a good many years. Something needs to change. And I feel bad. I feel bad for these police officers that are on the front line. I feel bad for those security guards and those agents and everybody that was inside that building yesterday. And man, they were beaten. They were bruised. I saw something like, I don't know, what was it, like 50 different cops got injured. Um, there was talk, uh, I think it's come out now that it's not true, but there was talk that one of the officers died of a, uh, a stroke. Um, then the news says, no, that's not true. We're hearing from the police that that isn't true. I don't know. I don't believe the news half <laughs> the time anyway. You shouldn't either. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody you hear. Look at look at yourself. Look at the look at the stuff yourself, and come to a, a determination and opinion. Just like I did, looking at all these photos and these videos, I said, "Okay, that's why this occurred. That's why that that's my opinion based on what I'm seeing." I encourage you to go out there and challenge that. Don't listen to what you're seeing on TV, the talking heads. Don't nothing. Go out there and figure it out yourself. I feel bad for these guys. This is going to be a rough year. We thought 2020 was bad. This is going to be bad. I think the next at least two years are going to be pretty awful. And I wish I had a house in the woods that I could just disappear to with a, with a lake or a river or something that I can fish on and just hide away in a tiny house or a cabin or just something with a fireplace. Just, just live my life and not have to be, be here because this is craziness. 
but uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. I'm looking at the chat. There was a, a lot of kind of back and forth in the chat there a little bit. Um, I may hate it, but I love you. Oh, I, I may hate it, but I love you as well, Muffin Muffin Buffalo. Um, Tickle Dog, thanks for coming in and, and hanging out. Looks like you caught me at the end, but that's okay. Um, this was a good. This was a good little breakdown of the events of yesterday. This is not a political podcast in any stretch of the imagination, but it, it does relate to law enforcement. It does relate to first responders. It had to be mentioned. It had to be talked about. And um, I'm just I'm just sad. I'm sad right now. I'm sad at the state of affairs that this country's in. I'm sad at the state of affairs that law enforcement's in, that first responders are in, that dispatchers are being just dragged through the mud along with police, fire, EMS, you know. <laughs> Fire might be the only ones that are surviving without any hate. You know, even the EMS are getting some freaking hate, especially here in Colorado. You know, uh, it's just, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable times. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're catching this on uh, YouTube, I appreciate you very much. Be safe. And as always, like I always say, these first responders, law enforcement, Fire, EMS, dispatch, military, they're out there on a daily basis, sacrificing everything, even their lives at times, doing the things that we don't do. And I am now retired from law enforcement. I don't do it anymore, but I recognize the stuff that they do. It is heroic work. It is the stuff of legends. They are out there putting themselves on the line. They are they're hurting themselves. They're missing birthdays and Christmas and Thanksgivings and all sorts of stuff. And just like me, they watch their kids grow up. One day they're born and the next day they're 15. And what the hell happened? These people are out there on a daily basis. They cannot speak out because if they do, they get in trouble. It is up to you and I to get out there, get loud, get proud. Let them know that we are supporting them. That we appreciate them, that we back them 100% when they are in the right, and we will still call them out when they're in the wrong. But we do back them, and we support them. So as always, please continue to do that. Get out there and do it. You've got to. You've got to defend them because they're defending us. I'm TJ. I'm your host, Defending the Line Podcast. Thank you for being here. Catch you next week at, let's see, the 14th, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here.